0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Leah Walsh, and this is Rosette, the podcast. Hey folks, it's Leah and welcome to Rosette the Podcast. I realized that in my intro I've been forgetting to say the name of the podcast, which doesn't make a lot of sense because why would I forget that? Um, but <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And we have a special episode, which is our Q&A. So I'm going to be answering some of your burning questions. Um, I actually went through the questions and y'all have a lot of similar questions. <laughs> so I actually don't have a lot of like... Well, I don't want to offend anyone's creativity, but I was going to say I don't have a lot of like unique questions. Um, I have a lot of people who want to know the same things, and then I have some like random demands for information that are not like exactly questions. But we're gonna we're gonna treat them like questions today. <laughs> so, um, and the one the one that was really funny that like I actually don't know how to answer because it's like like I don't know that it's really a question. I kind of feel like I already told the punchline in the story the first time um but jen was like you can't just tell us Jimon hansu is your celebrity crush and not elaborate spill the beans and i'm like i but that's that's the the most salacious part I already told you, which is that I have a crush on him. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah, I I could elaborate. I met him in Gladiator, and uh, it was love at first sight. What can I say? But it it was uh, it was fun to read through all of your different questions, and some of them were really silly, like that one. But some of them were actually more serious and like interesting. And I'm really yeah, I'm excited to to go through some of them. I'm not going to make a huge long episode today. I'm going to go through them like relatively quickly. Um, I do think that a QA and a further on down the road once we have more like meat in the actual podcast is a good idea so that people have like something to be like, oh, wait there was a thing in that one thing that I didn't get. So I'm going to ask a question about it and so on. Um, Some of the questions are from things that were said in the podcast, but some of them are just sort of more general questions. And so it's kind of a nice mix. So I'm, I'm really excited. So thank you to everyone who sent in your questions. Um, y'all hate email, it turns out. So I'll still have it available for people in the future if they want to submit questions through email. But like 99% of you are writing to me on like Instagram and being like, here's my question. So yeah, I guess, I guess you live and you learn. But anyway, so I'm going to start off with, um, I got a question from like like everybody pretty much was asking, why did you start the podcast? That was like the number one question I got. And basically, like, it's a pretty straightforward answer, which is that podcasts are great. They're doing great right now. And I didn't see a lot of saturation of like, issues related to fair trade and like ethical business practices and like conscious consumerism in that space, especially like in the Canadian context. I don't know about other places. Maybe they're like completely saturated in Sweden or whatever. But um, with Canada, I just found that it was not really a space that a lot of people were having these conversations um, through the podcast medium. And I just know that like, podcasts are really popular right now. And, and I love podcasts. I'm like always consuming a gazillion podcasts. So I knew that um, there was going to be other people like me out there who love listening to podcasts and just like listening to things and like absorbing information through their ear holes and, and, you know, using it to sort of tune out to like monotonous jobs at work or like whatever it might be. And I wanted to, yeah, enter that space and, and, do that work in that space, and that was a big part of why I did it. I'm not trying to suggest that there isn't anyone in Canada doing this type of work, and please, like, if you have podcasts that you love that are doing a similar thing within the Canadian context, like, I would love to hear them, like, please do send me the links. I just thought that there wasn't a lot of sort of... Um, like specifically focusing on fair trade issues and like ethical business practices and conscious consumerism and like specifically these topics uh, that was coming at it from like an educational standpoint. Uh, So I just kind of wanted to do that. And I knew a lot about the topic. So I thought, I I think I got this. (laughs) So that's sort of like where that came from. But thank you, everyone who asked that question, because a lot of people asked that question, and it kind of gave me a bit of an existential crisis at first. I was like, "Wait, are they asking why I started the podcast? Because like they don't really see any reason why I should have a podcast." <laughs> so that was that was fun, but uh, no, like I think everyone was really sweet. They were just sort of curious about like what was the motivation, and I think I think that's pretty much it. That's the motivation. Um, so. This is another question I got from Zainab, Katie, Josh, Jenny, Mariana, Brennan, uh, Amanda, Matt, and Allie. (laughs) They all wrote in and said, are you planning on answering the interview questions yourself? So like the ones I do at the end where I'm always antagonizing people. So if if you're new to the podcast, at the end of every interview, I make the guest answer these five questions. Um, And they're like they're goofy questions. They're like, you know, like what's your favorite emoji? And like, what song are you listening to right now? And like, uh, um, tell me your worst dad joke and stuff like that. And so almost, almost everyone, not, not everyone, but like a lot of people were like wondering if uh, I could give it as well as I take or take it as well as I give it. Um, I can answer that right now, but I think it would actually be a lot more fun to like get someone else to interview me one day. And then, like, they can also roast me if I have, like, really bad answers. Because, like, I'm just, I'm here by myself. Like, nobody can roast me if, like, the song I've got on repeat is, like, really embarrassing and I just don't realize it. Um, So, I think it would be fun to do... Like an actual full blown interview, like where the tables are turned, so if that's something that sounds interesting to you guys, like let me know you know, write to me uh clearly not by email clear- write to me on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever um and i'm I'll be happy to uh to set up something like that, maybe I'll get like Eli to do it or or like another guest who's already been on or something like that, so yeah, anyway, let me know if that's something that would be of interest, but yes, I would be happy to answer those questions and then some, so just. Just let me know. But uh, I think as sort of a teaser, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fully answer the the five burning questions yet. I'm gonna make you tune into the fir- the future one. If you're curious to know, you'll have to write to me and, and tell me that you want me to do that one. Um this, <laughs> this person didn't want me to share their identity. But they said, how do you find your guests and can I be on the podcast? <laughs> um, that's a good question. And um, yeah, you probably could be on the podcast. Um, I know who it is, but, you know, I i mean, pr- well, I mean, a lot of people could be on the podcast. Um, I remember saying to, to Eli when he was on, um, you know, most of my guests are like someone who has like a certain like perspective on fair trade. And he's like, Oh, but I don't have that. I'm like, that's not true. You're a fair trade consumer. You love fair trade. He's like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, So, you know, like you don't have to be someone who has like a PhD in international development and you're like, you know, working in corporate social responsibility or whatever. Like it's, it's about um, just sort of like getting different perspectives on stuff that like I, we all kind of know more than we realize, I think about like, businesses and, like, what we do and don't think is wrong. Um, and, like, sort of, like, ethics and all of that stuff. Like, I think we all have a lot more opinions than we realize. And then when we start having these conversations, they come out and you're like, oh, okay, interesting. I had I have a feeling on that. Um, but, yeah, I, I usually find my guests, to get back to the original question, I usually find my guests um, through, like, either my own network or, like, like my professional network through Rosette because I'm working with a lot of different brands and companies and, um, community groups and like, you know, things like that. Or I find them, um, because someone sort of like refers them to me. So I'll get like, you know, someone, someone from like a fair trade town group might say, Oh, you should interview this person or like whatever. Um, I actually like uh, Julie Francoeur was actually a recommendation from I think it was someone I was working with at Fairtrade Canada who was not Julie who had who I had never actually met and was kind of like I I kind of was fangirling a little bit when I got that one. I was like, oh, my God, it's Julie. I can't believe it. Um, And so. uh, So, yeah, I was just sort of like in touch with one person who knew um julie and so we were able to to work that out and so that was that was fun um but for the most part it's like people who are in my professional network just because like i've been doing fair trade stuff for so long that like the like there's still a very long list of people that I wish to approach for for interviews so like I haven't run out by any means it's just that I'm taking a break on them because they are a little bit more difficult to organize and so um because as I I announced in the last episode my life is a little bit more chaotic right now um I'm just sort of like taking it easy with the interviews because they do make things a little bit more difficult and like uh complicated in terms of like like the logistics of actually getting the thing recorded and edited and approved and sent out properly and all that stuff. So yeah. um, But yeah, I, I mean, can you be on the podcast? Lots of people can be on the podcast as long as they're, um, you know, they're aligned with our values and, you know, they have interesting ideas about like what they believe in and, um, and how that ties into like what companies are doing and so on. And as long as they're like informed, uh, opinions and all of those different things. Like I, I love that. So if you're like, you know, a representative of something, or if you're like volunteering with a, a advocacy group or like whatever it might be like, and you're just dying to be on the podcast. Sure. Like write to me, I'll, uh, I'll give it some thought and we'll see if we're a good fit. Ness writes, "Wait, what? Goat's milk does nothing special. I feel so lied to. Is there anything like that in fair trade?" <laughs> um, so yes, true that goat's milk doesn't do anything worth a hoot when it's in soap. Um, that's from a couple of episodes ago. I was talking about that. Um, oh, it was. It might have actually just been last episode, but. Um, but yeah, like like I think so for anyone who wasn't listening to that episode, I'll just recap. I was talking about how there are things that companies put on a label because consumers have an idea about that thing being positive. And so companies put on the label just sort of for label appeal. It doesn't necessarily do anything or it's not necessarily you know, the truth is not necessarily what the the customer has in their mind when they see those words or see that thing or whatever. But because it creates a positive association for the customer, businesses will put it on the label. Um, and the example I gave is because my day job is uh, making soap. The example I gave is that goat's milk, when you put it in soap, does not do anything special for your skin. Like you can put like for this, like like anything that is oil based will help to keep your skin from being too dry. But goat's milk is not like better for your skin than cow's milk or coconut milk or like even like various oils like coconut oil, cocoa butter, shea butter, like any of these things are good for your skin. But when you put them in soap, a lot of the properties of those things change because there's a chemical reaction that happens. And so there's not really any scientific evidence that Um, you know, putting goat's milk soap on your skin is going to be any better for you than like putting coconut milk soap or whatever on your skin. But people come to us every single time we do like a fair or something, people come to us and they're like, do you have anything with goat's milk in it? Because like goat's milk is like really good for the skin, you know, and and so That was the example I was giving, which is that, like, you know, people have this idea about goat's milk. And at a certain point, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. People will buy what they think is good. (laughs) And we've spent a lot of time, like, trying to educate customers about, like, well, actually, you've been lied to. Like, it doesn't actually really do much. But, um, you know, even if you try to educate folks, sometimes they just, like, really want to believe that that is a thing. Um, And so... I think it's uh, (laughs) it's sort of the best example I could think of for uh, when we were talking about uh, direct trade, where people see direct trade on like a bag of coffee and they have associations, you know, in their mind that means a certain thing. And that thing is positive. And so a company is going to put that phrase direct trade onto their package because they're like, oh, people are going to read it and they're going to like us better. So, like, it doesn't mean necessarily that the company is doing anything special. Um, And, I mean, direct trade is not a phrase that's really highly regulated. Like, you can't say something is organic in Canada with certain things not met. Like, that word is actually regulated on products. But the words direct trade are not, as far as I can tell. Um, And so, like, most people who use it, thankfully, are being honest that they are at least trading directly with the farmer. But... I mean, we have a lot of associations that are positive with like this idea of the direct trade relationship that may not actually be true. Like we might think that the farmer is getting paid really well because it's a direct relationship, but there is no requirement for that. So the companies are able to sort of benefit from putting these words on the label that will create an image in our minds but they don't have to like promise that that is true. They just, they can just kind of suggest that it's true and we'll believe it and then we'll like them better and we'll buy their product. So that, yeah, that whole goat's milk thing. Anyway, <laughs> I, that was a long explanation just to get to actually answering the question, uh, which Ness was asking, is there anything like that in fair trade where like, there's just sort of like the association that we have where people put stuff on, Like products, and they try to sell it that way. I think in fair trade, like I don't see a lot of that, only because most of the promises that you can make are actually true for fair trade. Like, like if we want to like make a suggestion that like there's like a happy go lucky farmer and his family like growing beans and getting a fair price, and there's no child labor and this and that, it's like well. But, like, all of that is true, right? Like, because it's actually been verified by a third party and all of that stuff is true. So, like, I'm not sure that there's a lot of space for those things because most of the things that we want are already kind of guaranteed by fair trade. The only thing I can think of is, like, oh, and this drives me absolutely bananas. Um, there's this obsession, like, almost like a cult-like obsession with... Um, like health and I, I I use that word specifically because that word is so like it's it doesn't really like the meaning has completely gone out the window like we like like if you had to define what health is like it's it's actually really nebulous now and it used to be not sick <laughs> that's what it used to be like are you healthy or are you sick and those were like opposites and whatever but now we talk about, healthy foods and things like that and it's like well okay but like is it that the foods aren't moldy like they're healthy or they're moldy is that you know but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about foods that give health to you well if we want to talk about foods giving health to you isn't it just that they don't make you sick Um, but that's not what people mean and so like the meaning of health is like really become Really watered down and like convoluted, and like there's a gazillion different meanings of it now. And like people associate like you know, healthy with like no sugar, or like there's no fat in it, or there's no this, or there's no that, like. And and so it's it's sort of one of those terms that doesn't mean a lot anymore. So, possibly like that. Because there is, like, there's no, there's nobody in, um, like, Fairtrade International being like, oh, but is it uh, low in saturated fats? there like, nobody, nobody is doing anything about, like, you know, which foods <laughs> we consume and, like, what it does to our bodies and, like, whatever. Um, so that could possibly be an area. And I do find that, like, in sort of fair trade, we end up in... Um, my colleagues and I used to call it the, uh, the organic neighborhood of the grocery. So you'll go to like a big grocery, like a, like a Loblaws or like a Sobeys or like whatever. And they always have, your, like, regular aisles, but then there's always, like, the organic neighborhood. And the organic neighborhood is, like, the aisle or two that's, it's often, like, near the pharmacy or whatever, (laughs) like, near, like, something else that's not exactly groceries. And it'll be, like, where you find, like, all the gluten-free things and where you find, like, all of the vegan things and all of the, like, you know, milk replacements and all of that stuff. And fair trade often goes in there. And so there is a lot of overlap of people who are like looking for those particular types of things. So like no gluten, for example, they'll often be in that neighborhood anyway. So they see fair trade stuff more often. So there is sort of like within the community of fair trade, you do see a lot more overlap of like vegetarians and like people who like avoid refined sugars and like all of these different things because like it's all sort of, we, we kind of got lumped into health foods, but the thing is about fair trade that like, there's nothing like no matter how you define healthy, like there is nothing about fair trade that is associated with health necessarily like healthy planet (laughs) workers that are workers that are not being having their life like uh, shortened by like exposure to harmful chemicals and things like that, you know, in that sense, it is healthy. Um, But like, because as I say, like the, the word health is so nebulous. Now when we talk about food products, um, that it, yeah you know, there's not, there's not necessarily anything more or less healthy about like the, like a fair trade chocolate bar. It, it probably has very similar ingredients to a conventional chocolate bar. It just was made in a way that is ethical. Um, so like, yeah, there's not, there's not necessarily that focus. And, if someone was going to put something on a label to like, you know, try to make those types of associations, it probably would be something along those lines. I imagine. Um, I have seen like some, some companies are really aggressively marketing like um, how their products can be used in like vegan stuff, for example, um, which, you know, they will say, Oh look, healthy, vegan, whatever. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, But like fair trade stuff doesn't have to be vegan either. You know, like it's, it's just like sort of what, angle your company wants to take to to promote it and so yeah you see a lot of variation but that's probably I'd say that's probably where like if there was something it would probably be like in the health the, the concept of health and like food products and stuff like that yeah but yeah I for for me I I really try to avoid a lot of conversation like if you go to um the the store like sorry, it seems like I'm trying to make you buy my stuff. Um, I just mean to say, like, in all the product descriptions and stuff, like, I I have two sections in the the product pages. So there's, like, a section where I try to put something from the actual company, like, in their words about the product. And that's sort of right up at the top. Like, you see, like, basically the title of the product, maybe the price, and then, like, um their little blurb about the product. And so it's, like, right front and center. I like to have, like, a space where the company's own words about the product can be featured. And then if you scroll down, the bottom part of the page is pretty much like in most cases, 100% written by me. So the language that is in there is very much like how I like to talk about things and stuff. So you'll notice like, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, get this chocolate because it's like got less sugar or like, it's a healthy alternative to, you know, there's really like if you look at the product descriptions and stuff, like I I I really hardly ever mention ideas like health and like like wellness and stuff like that. It's really I try to focus on like what actually is promised by Fair Trade, which is that like, you know, kids get to stay in school and not in fields and um farmers are paid fairly and so on. So like that is something that for me I really try to steer steer clear of, but I can't say that for for, like, everybody in the fair trade community, obviously, because I'm not everybody in the fair trade community. But yeah, so I think that's the questions that I wanted to go over today. Because, as I say, like, I did get, like, you guys were great. You really did show up and everything, but, like, a lot of people ask the same questions, <laughs> which I think is probably partly indicative of, like, what's Um, currently available of the podcast, like how few episodes there are. And like, there's not that much like, I guess like, like meat to really dig your teeth into and like, really be like, Oh, there was this idea that I heard. And I wondered like, if uh, you could explain that or like whatever, because there's not actually that much content yet <laughs> that you can actually like go through and find uh, little tidbits that that pique your interest. So I think it'll be nice in the future once there's a little bit more sort of under my belt um, that uh, people will be able to, to listen through and be like, oh, yeah, OK, I have a question about this or whatever. So I think I will do another Q&A in the future and I'll let you know when that is. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions and and today is June 2nd. It's uh, Thursday, June 2nd. And if you're in Ontario, it is voting day. So go to the polls and don't forget to vote because that's super important. We're talking about like, you know, processes that are supposed to be helping to make things better and make sure that you're, uh, you know, participating in democracy. That's, a, that's a, you know, one simple way that you can, you know, hopefully, hopefully make a difference. You know, I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, (laughs) exhaustion sort of around people who are trying to create a better world. But it's one simple thing that you can do to, to, you know, put your your hat in the ring for something you believe in. So I really encourage everyone to do that. Um, Don't forget to vote. And if you're not in Ontario, then send good vibes this way, because we might need them. Um, And other than that, yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye bye for now.